The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Ranch Podcast. This is, as always, Mike Bono. I have a great guest for you today. But first and foremost, the Ride Home Ranch Podcast is brought to you by My Daily Choice, CBD, and High Life Travel. CBD is some of the fastest growing products out there. Uh, There's not just oils anymore. They have skin care, they have hair care, they have a pet line, which is awesome. I have two dogs, one's a psycho and it calms her down a little bit, and one's a little bit older and it helps him with his joints and everything like that. My wife loves the bass bombs, they're great. Uh, High life travel, the old age of COVID is coming to an end and things are starting to open up again, so get out there, get some travel. They got deals on hotels, plane flights, car rentals, cruises, you name it, they got it. Packages for those start as low as $29.99 a month. You can find all this by going to mydailychoice.com slash mbonaventura. That's mydailychoice.com slash mbonaventura. So like I said, I have a great guest for you today. A guy by the name of Zach Harkelroad. I know you just told me, I hope I didn't butcher that you just told me your name i'm really hoping i didn't butcher that you nailed it man um you nailed it awesome but zach welcome to the show my man it's great to have you on yeah hey mike thanks for having me super exciting uh really glad to be here hey we're glad to have you so um as most of my listeners know for some of the new ones that don't uh Zach is a fellow Italian like me, uh, so it's good to have a paisan on the on the show for a change, <laughs> other than John Fitty Falcone. Uh, but you're actually doing some things uh, down where you're at. You're actually running an Italian festival uh, coming up in about a week from where the show airs. Uh, it'll be on the seventh. So I know we're recording a little yeah. earlier, but uh, so tell us about the the Italian festival. What do you got going on there? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm from Lowville, born and raised, been there my entire life. And uh, we have one of the oldest Italian men's clubs in the country. I believe we're second oldest. We were founded, it's the Lowville Mount Carmel Society. We were founded in 1895. This is our 126th celebration of the Mount Carmel Festival. I'm, a, uh, I'm lucky enough to be an executive board member down there. I'm the financial secretary, and we have a lot of lot of helpful people. It's the the president, Dave Gagliano. He does a great job of getting all this stuff set up. But basically, from the uh, from the 14th, that's a Wednesday start day. Uh, we'll be running the 14th through the 17th on Saturday. Will be the end of our festival. It's going to be an awesome time. Last year we did miss out, unfortunately, like a lot of people due to COVID. But we didn't get to celebrate our 125th. So we're hoping to make. The 126, the biggest one yet. You know, we do one of the cool things about the festival that, you know, if you've never been there and you've never seen it, when we tell people about it, we're kind of famous for the baby doll dance. And baby doll dance. Well, you're going to have to elaborate on the baby doll dance. I don't know about the baby doll dance. Yeah, most, most people don't. If you've never been down there, you've probably never seen it. And trying to explain it's going to make us sound like crazy people. But basically... Each year, each night of the festival for the first three nights, we have a, I don't know, I would say probably eight foot tall wooden baby doll dressed in Italian garb. She has her arms outstretched the whole nine. Um, and the Mount Carmel band, who was part of the founding of the, of the society, they're still around and playing and they'll play some music. She'll dance around. Fireworks will blow off her arms with people standing you know, safe enough distance away. We, we try and get them further and further away, but they always keep creeping up. But dances around. We have someone under there that uh, his family's been handling it for years, and it's, it's, it's a display. It's, it, the, basically, the, the origins of it and the history of it is it's meant to, we kind of use this festival as our, as our new year. You know, the baby doll's meant to ward off the evil spirits and start fresh. You know, there's a, a lot of Italian tradition involved, a lot of, you know, Catholic tradition involved with the festival. There'll be a mass on the 16th is our feast day. That's the Our Lady of the uh, Holy Rosary, Our Lady of Mount Carmel Day. That's where we celebrate. We'll parade through town. But I would say that, you know, the baby doll, that's one of our favorite parts of the tradition. Ward off the evil spirits, start fresh for the rest of the rest of the year. Got to get those evil spirits away. I mean... <laughs> If my chain didn't just break, I mean, I I have I normally always wear my Italian bullhorn, uh, and I don't know if yours does it, but the Maluk too as well. Yeah, I always had that on uh, as well, and it's always funny talking to people that aren't Italian that see those things, those symbols, and everything like that, and they have no idea what the hell they mean. That's always funny. <laughs> Absolutely. I used to have one hanging on the rearview mirror of my car, and people would be like, "Why? Why? What is? The, why is there a pepper in your car? Like, what do you do?" And I was like, "That's no. It's it's just for the demons. Don't worry about it. Like, we're fine. <laughs> like, it's 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 always funny to me to hear people of you know, I don't want to say different faiths and all that, but the the backgrounds and that don't understand that Italians have like these rituals that we do. Now, do you? deal with and I mean I know not a lot of do but the the, the Maluk is that uh, something that you guys do just in your family alone maybe not even at the festival or anything like that but yeah I mean within my family those were the first two things that my grandma gave me when I started driving a car she gave me you know you have to add the horn yep and you had to have St. Christopher in your car yeah. you know those were the 
the, those were the first two things that when I started driving a car, she gave to me and passed along. But we, now we talk, we joke and laugh about it. It's not something that, you know, we take too serious, but it right. is something that we bring up down there. You know, we normally like to bring it up where, uh, you know, we play bocce is a big part of our festival. Uh, yeah. So we have a big tournament this year down there. We have the most teams. I think we have 32 teams. It's the most teams we've ever had at that tournament. We do a lot of bocce down at the club and, um, you know, one of the things, anytime someone like misses a shot, they're like, ah, someone gave me the Malooch, you know, someone, you know, someone's got, someone put the eye on me. So they it's something that eye. we talk. Yeah. So it's something we talk about and, you know, it's, it's, it's something we've grown up around our whole lives. See, I, I, I use that for everything. I mean, it doesn't even have to deal with me. Like the watching a baseball game and a guy's got a no hitter going and everyone knows the golden rule you don't talk about the no hitter while a guy's got it going on and hear an announcer be like oh so and so's got a no hitter going i'm just looking at my like oh they looked them look what they did and i was giving up a hit i guarantee this next batter's getting a hit because they mentioned it they looked them and for a while my wife's full irish so okay trying to explain that to her i might have might as well have been talking pig Latin because she had no idea. She was like, what is that? I was like, somebody can give you bad luck basically just from looking at you. And they just mentioned a no-hitter. Now he's got bad luck. This guy's going yard. I guarantee it. This dude's going yard on him next. And she's in football games like, oh, Venetary hasn't missed a kick all season. Well, here comes one. Looked him. There it is. Like, and I, I yeah. use it for everything. And it... At first, it drove my wife crazy, but now after five years, she'll hear it. She's like, "Was that a maluk? I don't know. I, I still don't understand. Was that? Was that? Was that? Yeah, hundred percent. That was a maluk. That was it. That was it. They just put the eye on him, and it's just not going to go well. But bocce ball. I mean, let's talk about that for a little bit for people yeah. who don't know what bocce ball is. I love bocce ball. Uh, back uh, at college, uh, Fitty never got to, to witness it, but my fraternity had a full bocce ball set and we didn't have the flattest ground in the world uh, to play on being in West Virginia so it was pretty hilly and we came up with a different type of bocce ball because we had to play on hills we called it extreme bocce ball because every time we would go to throw it it would always roll down the hill Towards where the sorority parks their cars. So it's like, all right, nobody hit the cars. That's the name of the game right now. Don't hit any of the cars because we're going to get in trouble. So, I mean, it it got intense, too. I mean, for a bunch of people that didn't yeah. know bocce ball, and I, I knew what the game was. And I'm like, how do you know what it is? I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm an Italian, so I know exactly this game. I play it all the time. It's like cornhole for rednecks. I mean, this is what it, it's what it is, but I mean... How would you explain bocce ball? And, and if I would have known you guys had tor- tournaments there, I'd have been signing up as soon as I'm getting in next year. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're always taking new team with bocce down there. And if you've never seen it played, you never played it. It's a great time. We have two courts at our facility, but our, you know, we have the, the, the area that we're in this Youngstown area, even up towards Cleveland, you know, there's a lot of teams that travel very well. We have some teams coming from Chicago. We have a team coming from Chicago to play in this tournament. We have a team coming from Kentucky that's going to come play in our tournament. Wow. So it's super, it's super popular. You know, we got really two nice, really courts. But if you've never played and you have no idea what we're talking about, yeah. basically, basically the name of the game is you have your, 
we have our set is red and green. So there's a red team, a green team. Each team has four balls. Uh, and then there's one little ball called the Pauline. We call it, you know, Pauline, the pill, whatever you mm. want to call it. Everyone has a different name for it, but it's mm. substantially smaller. Basically, the name of the game is you want to be closest to the Pauline. And whoever has the most balls closest, it's kind of an alternate shot. Whoever's closest, the other team has to throw till they beat it. And uh, we play up to, you know, 13 most situations. You could play really however you want, but it's, it's kind of like I always say that curling is like bocce on ice. But if you've never seen if you've never seen bocce, it's curling but on a on a court similar to like a tennis material yeah i never thought of curling i mean i i watch curling all the time i love it when the winter olympics come on i'm like oh curling's on i can't wait for that everyone's won snowboards and skis and the long jumps with the skiers and i'm like no give me the live feed to curling i need to see this like but I never thought that it, it's exactly that, you know, except for a, instead of having a target, you have just the, yeah, the, the pill, and you got to get closer to that. Um, I've heard people refer to it as, like, horseshoes, but with balls. I mean, I don't know if... Yeah, that's that's not a, that's not a bad analogy either. Um, everyone plays different. I would say one of the more unique things about the way we play it um, down at our club is in most situations you have teams of four. And each person throws one ball, and then they walk down to the other end of the court, and they each throw one ball from down that end, and that's just kind of how it goes. way we play down at our facilities, same thing. You have four team members, except we split them up. We put two on each side of the court, so no one's walking back and forth. And you get two opportunities on your side of the court. Most tournaments are, we call it one and walk, because you're only going to get one ball per side, but... It's it's nice to switch it up because you you know you get two opportunities if you're not playing the best if you're you know it gives you a chance to to pick it up and it's a different strategy when you you know some of your teammates a lot of times you can hide a little bit of a I don't want to call a weak link but you know since if the worst person on your team only gets one shot around it's a little bit easier to hide that right. if you're you know so you you want to be strategic with who you're pairing up with so. Makes it interesting. Makes it fun. Everyone has a chance at any given time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played bocce in a while. And honestly, I haven't even mentioned the word bocce until you just mentioned it in like over five years and six years now. And I miss it. I'm going to have to go out and buy a bocce set. I know my wife's going to be so mad when I do, but I'm I'm just... I'm going to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. I'm buying a bocce ball set. That's that's happening. There you go. Nice yeah, it's 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 great to play. It's great to watch. It's probably one of the bigger spectacles down at the festival. It runs all four nights. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The court's right dead center of the festival grounds. Um, it's it's a it's one of the most popular spots there. We have the entertainment right by. We have some local Italian musicians coming by. We have a local cover band that's going to be playing. Um, we'll have some gambling nearby the bocce as well. So we got the whole nine down there. It's going to be a good, good handful of days. Definitely going to have to try to make it down to Lowville, uh, for this, this year, if my work schedule will allow me to, uh, but I will say if you're getting those people, I'm just saying, wouldn't hurt to throw a comedian in the mix there too, as well. I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you, you know, Entertainment's something that we're always looking for, so don't be surprised if you you know if you get a call here for next year. But uh, 
this year was this year was tricky. I mean, for 124 years, the festival went off. It's always surrounded by July 16th is how we determine our dates. So it's kind of different dates each year, but it's based on that feast day that Our Lady of Mount Carmel feast day is on July 16th. So we always try and make the festival that day incorporated somehow. If it falls on a Wednesday, it'll be that Wednesday through Saturday. But for 124 years, we always knew, you know, we had a year in advance to plan for a lot of this stuff with everything that's gone on in the last year. We just found out in May that this was even going to be possible. So entertainment, the whole nine, we've, you know, the people on the board that, that, you know, the members and all that kind of stuff, I can't give enough credit. Dave Gagliano, like I said, I mean, I can't give the guy enough credit. Ray Carlson, Jimmy Perry, Gary Pizzullo, Giuliano Romeo, uh, you got Davis Arco, those guys, you know, and all of our members, I don't want to leave any of them out either. Johnny Perry, he's a senior member of our board. They're just all been, you know, we've all just gotten together. We've put in the work and we're just super excited for this to come to fruition. And, you know, hopefully we have a whole year to plan for next year's celebration and we could throw some new things in. Maybe we'll give you a call and uh, you come do a quick set for us. Hey, I'm always down for stage time. So don't, don't (laughs) hesitate to to reach out if you want a comedian on there. Um, But yeah, I mean, that, that's great. I was going to say, is there anybody else that helped? I mean, you kind of beat me to the punch there, but uh, I'm glad you were able to to shout out everybody uh, that is involved in this. You know, I, I want everyone else to get the credit for this too. I've been. Have you been to any other Italian festivals, uh, like just around? Um, I'll just even say the tri-state area. Uh, for for me, like I grew up in a little town in West Virginia, and we had Wheeling, West Virginia, always had their Italian festival, and I always went. But Fallensby, where I grew up, had they called it their community days, but everybody really knew it was kind of a, just like a big Italian festival. They had bands playing; it was a week long thing. I've been to those, and you know all the vendors that are that are set up and everything like that. Now, do you guys have like vendors like that, or is it more geared towards that feast? Yeah, no, great question. Um, before I answer, I do want to shout out another name, Brian Schiraldi. He's actually who I work most closely with, and he's going to kill me if I don't say his name. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it's very much like um, like a street festival. If you've ever been to any of the big ones, you know, I know Cleveland does their, you know, the but their Italian fest. There's a lot down here. Downtown Youngstown has their Italian festival. It's very vendor related. We probably have 20 different food vendors coming down. We'll have the Russo sausage. I think I'm pretty sure we're going to have Molnar's cinnamon rolls down there, which is a pretty big name. I don't want to get ahead of myself before that's <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's confirmed though. I think I can talk about that at this point. Um, but yeah, anything from French fries to stuffed hot pepper sandwiches to funnel cakes to, you know, I think we're doing some shaved ice stands, some local, some more, you know, standard names in the festival game. We'll have all that down there. Uh, we'll have all that. There's there's going to be some rides for the kids. You know, nothing crazy. This isn't going to be Cedar Point, but your standard, you know, kiddie rides and stuff like that for the kids to do. We'll have the games. If you ever been to a festival that, you know, has Mr. Lucky at it, if you haven't, you should come down. He does his whole auctioneer spiel while you're throwing nickels on a board. Super fun to watch. Um, we'll have some, some beer vendors, some... Um, We'll have all kinds of stuff down there. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty big. I mean, pretty big for Louisville, anyhow. We we try and cram a lot into a small area, but 
there's a lot for everyone to do. Anything that you could be interested in. If you're not a if you're not a drinker, we have food. If you're not a food person, we have gambling. If you're not a gambler, we have. I typically will have like a, a a card reader down there. If you're not into that kind of stuff, we have the bands going with some Italian music and the Mount Carmel band plays every night. We'll have fireworks Saturday night. So really, there's is something for everybody. Right. I was just about to say, it sounds like you have something for everybody uh, there, depending on what you want to do and what you're into down there. I mean, that that's awesome. I mean, I I love Italian festivals mainly. I mean, not even because I'm an Italian. It's just I I I just think I love the atmosphere there. Everyone's kind of getting along. They're all basically eating, drinking. There's music playing. I mean, then you throw some fireworks in there at the end, and I mean. It's kind of giving you a double dose of fireworks, uh, people. I know it's uh, coming up on the 4th of July. Well, for us now, because we're recording on the 3rd, uh, so 4th of July is tomorrow for us. But uh, when this airs, it's not. Um, it's going to be passed. But it's a second opportunity to see some fireworks, in my opinion. And I love fireworks. Um, so we just had ours here last night uh, for us here in Zanesville. And... It for just being a little small town. I mean, it was it was pretty impressive in in my opinion. I mean, I get you had pretty much a whole year to plan for it, or over a year to plan for it, two years to plan for it, and build up the funds for it. But still, I mean, just being yeah. a little little small town of maybe two thousand people. Like, I mean, it was it was it was a pretty good display, and I I just I like the festivals. I mean, I, I like all the vendors. I know. Um, a lot of them get like these mom and pops to to come out, and I love supporting them too as well. I mean, everyone out there should support your local mom and pop shops. Um, I'm gonna get off my soapbox here about them here in a minute, but um, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that's but that, again, not to cut you off, but that's you know that's a big reason why I wanted to come on here too because you know we put this on for stuff like that. A lot of these vendors they didn't get to do their job last year, you know, so right. we've been trying to. You know, this is a big opportunity for them to make up on some missed revenue. We tried to have several of them down throughout the year last year when we were given the green light to have it, just to have them set up and, you know, try and build up some business. So, you know, that was another main reason I wanted to come down here. Yeah, like, you know, I, I do it to support the club and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, without these vendors and without these people, you know, Zambelli Fireworks does our display. Without these companies, we can't do what we do. So, you know, it's super important, like you said, support these local companies. Absolutely, um, and a little bit uh, off topic here. Um, yeah, being that you know, I do talk about sports on on every show. Um, I'll ask you up front: um, You excited about the, the being in an Olympic year and missing that last year? I'm a big Summer Olympics fan. I was a former swimmer, former Olympic hopeful. So I mean, cool. I, I, always, cool. I always watch those uh, myself, but. What do, what do you think about uh, the Olympics this year? How do you think it's going to go? And basically, just you know, your overall aspect of you know a COVID year Olympics. We'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job, with cats. Your tolerance. Like, if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two... I thought you were going to say, if I eat a cat a little bit every day, 
<laughs> started at the tail and just ate a little bit. It would be fine, but if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of We're an acceptable scenario. We're still talking about a feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe. It could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, the Olympics isn't, you know, for me, those weren't events that I was doing. So it's all, you know, when I was growing up, I, you know, I could swim and run and all that, but not any way competitively. So it's always been cool to watch, you know, what these gymnasts and what these track athletes and what like all these people can do. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, if it, I watched a little bit of the trials, you know, the Olympic trials, and it seemed to be pretty you know, as normal as could be from what I can see. Um, but I think that, I think that there's going to be a, depending on how it's Tokyo this year, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, Tokyo. it's all going to be dependent on what's kind of going on over there. I think you're going to have, you know, these, some of these people that train their whole lives. I think that there is a little bit of that fear aspect still traveling across borders with right. COVID. I mean, it's very much still around and, you know, knock on wood, it's a it's a pretty clean event and we don't hear of any outbreaks. But with all of these athletes in such close contact, it's something that it's something to watch for. You know, one positive. It's not like in the MLB where you have a guy test positive, you can quarantine him away from his teammates and he's not around all these people. You have all these athletes that are staying in Olympic Village or, you know, all staying within a certain area. If there's one outbreak, I don't know. Did it? Are they able to finish the events? Uh, you know, it's yeah, that, it's going to be interesting to watch. That's definitely going to be the interesting thing to me. If there is an outbreak, you know, what are they right. going to do with this athlete? I mean, if he qualifies for the finals and the medal rounds and all this, and then all of a sudden he has an outbreak, like, do we just say SOL? You know, you know, sorry about your luck and better luck in the next four years, and hopefully you can come back and do it. But I mean. I'm I'm real interested to to see how that's going to go, um, and definitely with it pushing up near you know, oh excuse me, football season getting ready to start and all that and everything like that. So, got to ask you, who's your favorite NFL team? I'm a Browns guy through and through. Browns. Guy. Um, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I was a I'm a season ticket holder. And the first year that I bought my season tickets, the team won exactly zero games. (laughs) So um, I felt like it was my fault there for a minute. But after last year going in, that's kind of my main look forward. I couldn't be more excited for for this season. So I've I've asked every Cleveland fan on here that I've had on here, and I've had a good bit. Um, Baker Mayfield. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. It. Do you think he is the sole reason for the team's success with just his energy and what he brings to the table, or do you think it's the supporting cast they brought around him? Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's a combination. You know, Baker coming in when he came in, there was a lot of skeptics, and I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Baker's a top three quarterback, top five quarterback in the NFL right now. But I think he's great for our team. He's great for the city. He's the first guy that said he's going to come to Cleveland and he wants to be in Cleveland. And that was huge for us as fans. But it was even before him, 
you know, bringing in guys like Jarvis Landry, drafting a guy like Nick Chubb, you know, you, the Joel Batonio, these guys that have been centerpieces for the team. It's just kind of turned the culture around. And for the first time that what I'm most excited about is we have a front office and we have a coaching staff and we have a team that all seem to be having one goal. You know, for as long as I can remember, it was always, when's the coach going to get fired? When are we changing GMs? Who are we drafting a quarterback? And for the first time, we're, we don't have those questions. You bring in these guys that are good culture fits, and I think that that does a lot. Is Baker, you know, the next Tom Brady? Does he throw the ball as well as, you know, Josh Allen? Maybe not. But his fit within the scheme that he's given – I think that he's a big part of the turnaround it just from a culture point standpoint. What do you think about everyone saying that he's too small to play quarterback? True breeze was six foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, all these guys, they're shorter guys. It's not the big bends of the world, the six foot seven, 200 plus pound quarterbacks that are going to stand in the pocket and take a beating anymore. Yeah. I feel like the NFL is going to more of a college route with just how the quarterback role is playing, more of the run pass option and everything like that. I like that in college, but I'm not sure how I feel about that in the NFL. I mean, that's... Uh, that's kind yeah. of hurt Nick Saban a little bit because he runs that pro style offense down in Alabama. I think it. I think it kind of depends on you know you have to have the when you're going to have some like a guy like a Baker, a guy like a Kyler Murray, a guy like you know, even Lamar Jackson. These guys who aren't the typical you know stand in the pocket. You know these are guys that whether due to their height, due to the fact that they're just an athletic freak of nature, like. They want to be out. They want to be moving. They're not going to stand back there, like you said. And if you get the right system in front of them, I think you could see a lot of success. I mean, look at guys like Drew Brees. Look at guys like Lamar Jackson. These guys who didn't have six foot four frames who were able to be successful because their coach knew how to run an offense. If you expect Baker and Big Ben to run the same offense, you're just fooling yourself. It's not going to happen. No. He's not going to. He's not going to take a three step drop and hold in the pocket. But he can also do things that these other guys can't. So. I agree. I think it is starting to lean towards that, and you know, I hope uh, you will know, we'll see if it's something that can remain successful. Yeah, I'm real interested to see how this season goes, uh, especially with now teams getting their mini camps and their training camps and their OTAs, and again, getting back to a normalcy. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I am a Buccaneers fan. Uh so last year was my year. Uh, big year. Big year Big year for me. Big year for me. Um, and oddly enough, I can't stand Tom Brady. Um, I re- but I'd rather have him playing for me than against me. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and I can sit here and talk sports all day long, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, we are running down near the end of the episode. Uh, gone over a little bit. I'm not worried about it. But uh, so... Unfortunately, we gotta we got to end this episode here. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on. It was great to talk to you. Um, I love talking uh, about stuff like that, especially if it's going to help somebody out. So everybody, if you're in the Lowville, Youngstown area, or even if you're not, go check this man out. It'll be Wednesday the 14th is when the festival yep. starts. 
14th through the 17th. All right, yeah, go check him out. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to hopefully make an appearance there. Not to perform, don't worry. Uh, I'm just going to get some good food, some good drinks, and maybe watch some bocce ball a little bit um, and see this blowing up the doll thing. I can't wait to see that. It's, just, it's, it's explosions. I'm, ex- I'm super excited about it. Um, but that's going to do it for the show. Zach, once again, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank really you, Mike. appreciate it. And as always, everybody, if you like the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you don't, you know what, tell them anyways, because they might like it even though you don't. So that's it for this week, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.